any manager out there of any business, give your employees the leeway to make a decision. Do not be a micromanager. Give them freedom. And I think that's super important to remember, right? Couple seconds, take a deep breath, think about what are we grateful for today? If you're yeah. breathing, that's a freaking gift. Love it. Yeah. You don't have to care so much about the other crap. My whole thing is, is don't take life too seriously. It's more than just a little business advice. I mean, it's a way to live your life. It would take about 1,575 hours to read the tax code. Remember that does not give you time to look away while wiping your ass. Exactly. <laughs> that <much>. is true. <laughs> or do anything else. Yeah, like triple, triple that. There's other times where the best thing you can do when you're faced with something is nothing. You know, since we had a little bit of downtown while, you know, the government was shutting down <laughs> our operation down here. We're back, guys. Congratulations, everyone. I just gave you the red pill. <laughs> I love that. We've got some fresh hey, new I'm Luis. And this is Luis. And welcome to the Content is Profit before. podcast. In here, you're going to get the insights, accountability, and drive to create consistently and increase revenue. You'll hear from top entrepreneurs, creators, and anything and everything you need to know about content. All this while having a good time. The goal of this podcast is simple. Entertain, educate, and turn your content into profit. Let's go. This is like back, back to school version. Bam, 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 bam. Hey, back hey. to profit school. Back to profit school. That is right. I know. I, I feel like we haven't recorded it in a while, but you know, episodes are going out consistently, baby. Let's go. We recorded like Friday. I know. Well, it's Wednesday. So. It is Wednesday. It was a while. <laughs> it's been a while. But anyway, guys, if you're enjoying these episodes, please go ahead and follow the show in your favorite pro podcasting platform. If you'd like video, go to YouTube. If you like audio, go to your favorite podcasting platform. And if you don't have a, a podcasting platform, you send us a message on Bistros and we'll send you one. All right. <laughs> that is right. And if today's guest help you move one step closer towards your goal, please don't forget to share this episode. And of course, leave a five-star review. That's right. So the guest that we have today, we actually met in a community that we've been part of for a little while with Amanda Holmes and Chet Holmes International and we got connected we got to talking and uh, we've worked together now for probably a couple months and it's very impressive what they've been able to do uh, he in fact is a, actually a super connector and I actually saw that happen in real life and it's it's incredible the network that he's been able to build is very impressive uh, he can connect just about anyone for beneficial relationships and that's the skill that I cannot die I cannot wait to to dive into into that he took a hundred thousand revenue company and made it into a two million dollar company uh he's also a private pilot which is super cool one of the first pieces of content that he sent me was actually him flying this crazy from a plane Russian plane yeah pretty much a Russian plane yes I think a Russian plane yes I think yeah maybe I'm gonna be fact-checked but that's pretty <laughs> impressive right and uh he also ran a successful airline uh service provider company for seven 17 years and has worked all over the world. In fact, fun fact, some of the calls that we've been able to coordinate, one day I just get a, a message like, hey guys, I'm actually in Australia. Hey guys, I'm actually in New Zealand. Hey guys, I'm actually in Hawaii or something like that, right? And it's pretty impressive. So we're going to dive into all this. House. I click on those messages with so much envy. <laughs> I'm like, uh. <laughs> I'm like, I want to I wanna do that too. But yep. uh, the most important thing is that he hosts a show called Brainski Unleashed, who's out in all your podcasting platforms, eight episodes in, amazing value in there for business owners, and he'll tell us a little bit more about it. But mm -hmm. with that said, guys, please welcome the one and only Thomas Brainsky. Thank you. Thank you. 
thank you guys for having me. It's a pleasure <laughs> to be on your show. And you know what? You made me sound so much better than I can make myself. And that's pretty impressive. <laughs> Thomas, man. I mean, my brother, he sold you. I was listening to all these things and I was like, dang, dude, I feel like I should have paid money to co-host this show today. Just saying. <laughs> I feel like I should pay money to myself just to hear myself. I mean, that was really impressive. <laughs> That was pretty good. That was pretty good job. Good yeah. job. You crushed it. I nailed it. <laughs> so, Thomas, uh, you know, it's no secret. We've been working for a couple months now. And uh, every time we jump on a comment, I'm so impressed and, and excited. You know, I, I think I described you as like the perfect person to work with <laughs> because uh, you you have that drive, right? Obviously, you know, you're going to tell us a little bit of your backstory in, in business and uh, You have that energy every time we're on a call together, not only f with us, but in the, you know, in the community that we're in together is infectious, right? And it's that energy that really entrepreneurs and, and people, at least me, I want to be around, right? So were you always like that? <laughs> no, no, actually, the, the funny thing is um, most people would never believe that like as a, as a child, I was about as much of a hermit as could possibly be. I mean, like we were talking um, like, Uh, I want to be w with my parents. I hate other kids. If you put me around other kids, I'm going to be a miserable shit. Can I say that? <laughs> yeah, that? absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> All right. I'd be a miserable shit. Um, and, and it wasn't until like maybe, I don't know, like halfway through 10th grade, early 11th grade or something, like all of a sudden the, the outgoing personality just went, I mean, it was almost like the snap of a finger. It, it just became, hmm. and, and I, I've yeah. never gone back. It was really cool. Because that would really. <laughs> what 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 do you think that happened like that? I've heard of people that you know they have that switch, but do you think it was a environment thing, new friends? Did you change? You know, because a lot of people when they go, let's say, to a new school, they're like, "Oh, this is my opportunity to start from zero, right? Like nobody knows me in here." Well, I mean, you know, growing up sucks, and. Um, I feel bad for my kids because I have to do it. But, you know, it's like you grow up and you go through the same things we all go through. You know, you, yeah. you, you get embarrassed by people. They treat you like crap. Um, you get into a fight, you lose one. You get into a fight, you win one. Um, you continue to grow up. Everything is always awkward in life. And then I, I guess for me, it's like uh, I, I ended up uh, meeting some guy and, and he became a good friend of mine and he was hanging out with the guy. And I mean, he, th this dude was like, I don't know, was like probably like number one in the nation for karate for something, right? He's like he had <laughs> trophies out the wazoo and he just had this, this real boisterous personality. And it's almost like he just kind of dragged me out of me. Like, mm. just come on, you can, you can be you. Wow. He's like, you're a funny guy. He's like, I had no idea that you were funny. You know, they're like, high school <laughs> kid. He's like, You know, where I'm in class and I'm like total hermit man, you know, and, and, you know, I'm hanging out with him at his house. He's like, oh my God, you know, and, and so I, I guess something just finally clicked and I, awesome. I just kind of opened up, you know? Yeah. So I love I'll, that. I'll give, I'll give him a little credit for that. Thank you. <laughs> I love <laughs> that. I, I think that's such a, uh, you know, either, either you have it or you don't in a sense. I, I think it's pretty hard to, to develop, um, you know, those type of soft skills. And we see it every day in either content creators or either people in, in their business, right? And uh, they might identify, like, what are their strong suit? And then they hire for everything else. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, you are clearly an entrepreneur. You own a couple of businesses, right? Like, you go on these crazy adventures with one of them and uh, you, you create content. You're always, like, uh, trying to figure out, like, how to help people. Was that also a trait that you identify from like a very early stage in your life or do you have a job and then move into, I think I can do something else. Like what was that drive initially for you as an entrepreneur? 
I mean, the entrepreneurial drive actually just came from, um, I, I think that was sort of natural in a way. Uh, I got out of high school and um, I, I, I damn near failed high school. I mean, it, it, it was a disaster. I mean, you're not talking about a, like, you're not talking about like a highly college educated guy here by any means. Yeah. Um, I graduated pretty much like the bottom of my class, but just high enough from the bottom where they mm. gave me the diploma and I could walk across the stage. Hmm. I think anyone below me, it was a freaking miracle that they walked across the stage. Me? Well, all right, we'll call it a miracle. Uh, <laughs> And, uh, and, and so like, yeah, I, I, I'd always been, um, from a young age, like I was, I was working, I was uh, working at the age of like 11 mowing lawns and stuff because, uh, to, to my father's credit, um, yeah, I went to him one day. I'm like, "Hey, Dad, you know, I I really want to get this this Sony Walkman. You guys are probably too young to know what they are." <laughs> and um, you know, I, I wanted this thing because it had it had like mega bass. So you'd like hit a little switch on the front, and it would boom, boom, like really sounded good, you know. And uh, and and so I, I really wanted this thing. And he's like, "Well, you know, you can earn it." I'm like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "You've been mowing our lawns, you know." Uh-huh. Mow some neighbors' lawns, you know, and so I think that's kind of where it started. And so I started earning some money, and I got my Sony Walkman, and now I'm riding riding my bike around town with the little headphones in, listening to my mega bass, and you know, like you know, Poison or Van Halen or whatever I was into at the time. Nice, good you music know? taste. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right on, right. Uh, and, 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 and so that just kind of manifested itself. And, and then, you know, by an early age, you know, I was 15 years old, uh, you know, after mowing lawns for several years, I, I got a job and my parents would like take me to work and I had to get the work permit from the County. And, uh, yeah. it was like cleaning toilets and cleaning dishes and I'd wash my hands between of course. Um, <laughs> and you know, working at a restaurant and, and just kind of work my way up to bus boy. And that was really exciting because I was out on the floor and I'm around people and I'm like cleaning up their dirty coffee cups and putting them in bins, but I wasn't cleaning toilets anymore, you know? And, and so it's like, you really kind of work your way up in life then you know, move to different jobs and stuff. But yeah, I was always working and I had a passion for working. I yeah. had a passion for education, which is obnoxiously boring. And I just, <laughs> I didn't do it. It just it wasn't a thing. I, I went, I was there, I sleep. That's where I got my sleep was, was class. Yeah. Um, I, I will admit to your audience uh, that uh, at least um, my senior year in high school when I was taking my freshman year of uh, my freshman uh, English class again, because that's how that went. <laughs> um, the guy, uh, you know, he, he, I don't know. I didn't do homework. What the hell was the point of that? Well, I'm sitting there in the class. He's like, all right, well, you know, you all have to read the uh, you got to read the poems that you wrote for your homework last night. <laughs> what? <laughs> So I just happened to have uh, in the back of my head the Moody Blues, you know, because I could pull that one out. So I totally plagiarized the Moody Blues, you know. <laughs> Did they <laughs> know? Rules the night, you know, removes the color from my side, you know. And so I recited the whole thing. I knew it at the time. And the dude didn't catch it. And he actually gave me a compliment on my creativity. And I was I managed to pass the class. So. <laughs> Thank God for that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, part of that is actually being very creative as far as like utilizing the resources that you have at yeah. your disposal <laughs> and like quickly think about something like that. And, you know, I think like as an entrepreneur, like you're faced every single day with like different problems, different things that you got to solve. And I was listening to a podcast yesterday and uh, the guy, uh, the founder of Twitch, right, Justin, I can't remember his last name, but 
he says like the the way to solve a problem is to solve the problem right <laughs> and sometimes a lot of people are like going around the problem or you know think about the problem or think about how they can you know not do the problem but it's like the way that you solve the problem is actually solving the problem. The, problem. Uh, <laughs> solve the problem and for you that experience obviously that was your problem but you know as you as you moved up i guess in the in the ecosystem of entrepreneurship right now with multiple businesses and and your superpower right super connector um I, i'm curious like how did that come to be like is that something that you saw early in your life uh because we talk about that concept a lot with the show right like a, a podcast allows you is a very amazing vehicle to be able to meet new people uh, elevate the relationships that you already have uh, even connect the your network in, in a sense right so i'm very curious about that specific thing where like how do you make it your thing you know i didn't know i had it until recently believe it or not mm -hmm. um Apparently, I've been doing it all along. I just didn't know I was doing it. So I'd like to answer your question with some sort of amazing insight, like something where your audience would be like, wow, that is so powerful. My life is enlightened right now. Unfortunately, I literally was having dinner with my current partner on my tax company, ProfitMax. Yeah. And, uh, and I was having dinner with her uh, after a, a trade show. And she goes, my God, you know, you are one of the probably the best connectors I've ever met. And I'm like, that's awesome. What's a connector? <laughs> you know, well, you know, you just connect people. You connect people, and you connect things, and you just like you can just move so quickly. Your mind just 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 goes, oh well, I can you know you can do this with that, and then boom, you have this, and and I'm like, huh. yeah, I mean that's true. I I guess that's the word for it. So there you go. I guess I'm like you know Superman connector. I just didn't know I had it. You know? <laughs> so in. Uh I guess your definition of connection is not only connecting people, but also connecting, uh, I guess, like processes and businesses. Yeah. And that's super interesting to me. Um, yeah, connecting ideas. I mean, I feel like a lot of entrepreneurship is like that, right? Is grabbing two ideas and kind of like merging them and creating a new baby that will solve one of the problems that we were previously talking about. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And, and I mean, the thing is, I've always had that. Like that's that's sort of like the nature of my career. So, you know, I, I did eventually graduate from you know lawns and those things, <laughs> toilets, um, and you know, and, and I ended up in the airline industry. And and in doing that, um, the the there's a total niche that almost nobody knows about. It's called charter flights. And I mean, I'm not talking about like the charters that you think of, like a little Learjet carrying like you know, like Jeff Immelt, the CEO, the former CEO of you know, GE to a golf course. Um, you know, I'm, I'm talking about like giant jumbo jets, 747s, triple seven, 767s carrying people, be it sports teams or military or whatever. And, and I, I, I got to work these flights and I got noticed and I ended up in that industry. I worked my way up through that industry, but part of doing what I do for that, it involves a ton of just resource management. Hmm. You know, and I think that's I think that's where it all comes down for you have to be able to just recognize what resources you have or what resources you may be able to get and doing something with it and problem solving with it. And I think, you know, dec decades of that uh, has, has kind of brought me to the point where, yeah, you know, I, I can whether it's with people or processes or companies or whatever, I, I can just, I can put things together and go, Hey, you know, this is possible. Yeah. And that's, to me, it's a lot of fun. I just didn't, I didn't know there was a word for it. So look at that. Yeah. I, I, I love, um, managing my brother, you know, Get, <laughs> makes me, makes me feel powerful in a way. So I'm, I, I'm, I'm the resource. <laughs> uh, I'm curious though, Like first, like once you get into that industry, 
Because obviously, like you mentioned, right, you've been working your way right from the very bottom, cleaning toilets, and then, you know, kind of like going your way up, you get to the airlines. At what point do you realize the value of managing resources, right? And again, you manage resources potentially in every task that you're doing, right? When you're cleaning toilets, you have certain resources that you're given to work with, right? Most of it probably your time and your energy and, you know, the cleaning supplies. But as you obviously grow inside of a company, now you are managing people and, you know, the teams and all this stuff. Like, how was that progression inside of that first big company that you were a part of? And what were maybe some of the the most important lessons that somebody can take away and potentially, you know, use them inside of their business today? Well, I was lucky in one sense that um, that particular company uh, was very well structured. Hmm. And even though, I mean, to a certain extent, it was a dumpster fire almost every day, uh, they were well structured within the dumpster fire that they were operating every day. Uh, and that's why they're out of business. Um, but uh, there were things, they had things that you can work with. Uh, one thing that I liked, though, was um, I was always faced with challenges. It didn't matter where I was or what I was doing. There was always challenges. And those challenges, they gave me the freedom to figure it out myself and tell them what I was doing to solve the challenges. Now, there were some times where I might be running into something that's, that's very complicated. Um, you know, I could tell you that I've been literally, I've, I've, I've had a, a minister of oil in a small oil rich nation uh, personally, in, in person, threatened to put me in jail. Um, not over anything I did, but just the situation I was in. Um, I've been held at gunpoint in different countries. Hmm. Uh, not because I was doing anything wrong, but that's just kind of a cool thing to do to somebody, I guess. Uh, but, you know, circumstances are what they are. And I, I learned over time to just work with whatever I see, what, whatever it is that you're doing, there has to be some way to talk your way through or work through the problem. And so I guess my advice for that would be for any any manager out there of any business to give your employees the leeway to make a decision. Do not be a micromanager. Give them freedom. And that's the thing. If you have the freedom and you're faced with a problem, you can solve the problem. If if you are being managed to the point where you are not allowed to solve the problem, but yet you want to be a problem solver. Let's say you let's say you're you're you're, you're into this program and you look at me and you go, God, that ugly face is terrible, but that guy's cool. You know what? You can do that. But you've got to be in a position where you can really push yourself or be pushed to solve problems because you don't Absolutely. have necessarily a lifeboat to do it for you. Yeah. Uh, do you think like those experiences, right? Like you, you just like casually said a couple of things that, you know, can be pretty intense. Well, uh, they, were, they were intense at the time. I'm not along. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I relate, right? Like we're, we're both from Venezuela, right? Like we, I personally got kidnapped and at gunpoint. So I, I probably can't relate a ton. Than mine, then. I mean, way worse than mine. <laughs> who knows but you know i left today right this is years ahead uh, years uh, and uh, and it brought me here right that was one of the events that you know i have to be grateful for but i think i, I relate with that do you think that situation those situations uh kind of shaped how you see opportunities now or change your perspective in any way right because we have these conversations with like maybe some people in, co in conferences or even online right where why are we not doing X or why are we not publishing? Like in our, in our world, right? Like uh, publishing changed your life. 
completely, right? He gave us the, the, the vehicle and the, and the opportunities that, that allow us to do what we do. Yesterday, we had somebody here in the studio, and uh, I was telling a little bit of my story, and she was like, well, I think, looks like you made it. You're like, you have your own business and you're wearing a t-shirt. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we're having a, a, the conversation about like, I don't want to go to corporate type of deal, right? And for her, that, that was that vision. I thought it was pretty hilarious, but uh, most of it comes from the perspective that we've gained from these experiences, right? Or living in a different country. You have experiences in different countries. So have they shaped you? And, uh, you know, what do you tell to people that might not have those experiences and are looking to level up? Yes, I mean... You know, when you have experiences that, that take you to, to those types of levels, I mean, you know, yours obviously was way worse than mine. You know, you were kidnapped by somebody probably really bad, right? Uh, I just had some dude point a gun at me because he was, you know, with he was a Mexican federale and he felt that I was in some place I shouldn't have been. Mm. Uh, you know, I had guns pointed at me in Jordan because, you know, it was during a war and uh, they were basically escorting me off for a business conversation as to how we're going to get fuel into our airplane. Um, that shapes, that definitely shapes who you are and how you think, you know, you, you take stuff like that and you take maybe what you've been through and, and then you have, you know, your daily life. Right. So, uh, many years after these incidents, I, I ended up buying a dental laboratory Mm. and, uh, you know, when, when a dentist is, is yelling at me, that's not something that's going to really rile me up. I mean, (laughs) You're upset about maybe the fit of a crown. <laughs> I mean, you know, at the end of the day, we can remake the crown, we can adjust the crown. The, the sky is not falling. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I think I, I think what I was able to, to get from that, and, and many of the experiences in my life that may not be that wild or dramatic, but but still have added pressures. Yeah. I mean, I've been on airplanes that have been on fire. Um, I've been investigated by the FAA for something stupid that I did. Uh, these are all stressful things. You know, I was I was in the industry on 9-11 and had to go to the airport on 9-11 when everyone else was leaving the airports on 9-11. Wow. Um, you know, and, and, and so these are things that, you know, they, they, they just kind of teach you that you just have to chill the hell out. You know, even on my podcast, I, yeah, I, I, I've had a prior podcast called uh, Brain Droppings with Brainski, also still available wherever you get your podcast. Um, and 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 my whole thing is is don't take life too seriously. And and I mean that's that's really it's it's more than just a little business advice. I mean it's a way to live your life. Mm. Try not to be so damn serious. Everyone's just got bugs up their asses all the time, and they make everything a big freaking deal. Yeah, it's not. You know, live, enjoy your life while you have the opportunity. I suppose. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm glad my brother's listening to this conversation right now. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, and he has just got such a stick up his ass. <laughs> I know, man. I know he's all serious. He came in in here, old, you know, blah, blah, stomping on the ground. So I'm like, yo, chill, dude. It's okay. It's gonna be okay. We got a cool guy. I want to. I wanted to make sure that you had a great experience <laughs> in our show, man, because that we 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 do that all the time. But yes, uh, you're. Tr- I mean, there, there's some moments, right? Like I think that. Uh, we're sometimes as entrepreneurs, business owners, content creators, whatever that we're, uh, that we are, we're so in the thing that, uh, that is a natural reaction. But then, you know, this is something that I personally had worked like really hard over the last couple of years was like, Hey, can we take a second? Can we take a, a breather? Right. Can we take a deep breath and separate ourselves from the situation? It's like, it's not the end of the world at the end of the day. And how can we, how can we do that? Right. But, uh, you know, as solving problems, right. Or putting out fires as entrepreneurs and different things and building systems, like things are, we got to assume things are going to go wrong. Things are going to go South, um, in many ways. Right. So 
I'm, uh, I'm curious here. I'm, so I'm relating this, what you're talking to me about, and I'm actually looking for it. I'm looking for uh, a little bit of a, of a quote, but it kind of reminds me a little bit of Amor Fati, right? Which is a love of fate. That one wants nothing to be different, no forward, no backwards. It's pretty much like what it is. Learn to love like the thing as it is, right? And it, it does sound, it is kind of like stoic in a sense, right? But I feel like a lot of people, they do add their perceptions. And it's, it's in, I feel like it's a natural thing, right? How do people learn to disconnect? Because, you know, in their business, there's going to be a lot of stressful moments. I was just listening to a conversation, right, with our good friend Jerry that he had with you on his podcast. And you were sharing that story that you got to your business. And I think it was your HR person <laughs> fired everybody without you knowing, right? And <laughs> I mean, that is li- that is a little chaos. What a, what a day. Right? A little that's, chaos. That's, that's a bad day. So <laughs> how... How is somebody supposed to affront that moment, right, with, okay, it is what it is. I'm going to love this moment for what it is. And Sheriff, I'm going to be proactive to solve this problem, right? Because the only way to solve these challenges is to go ahead and solve the challenges, right? But how do you create that approach so you can be in that space of mind? Anybody else would have flipped, right? Anybody else in those situations just goes crazy and I don't know, maybe they just leave that business to burn to the ground. <laughs> I could have. Um, some days I feel I should have. Uh, <laughs> uh, not going. Um, you know, it, when it comes to pilot training, for example, and, and I'm going to answer this question or, or kind of address this in multiple ways. Um, you, you have you you have pilot training, which teaches you a lot of repetition. Uh, you know, if if you if you stall an airplane, what do you do with the airplane? You get the nose down, right? Uh, and that gets repeated over and over and over again. Uh, yet there's other times where the best thing you can do when you're faced with something is nothing. And that's counterintuitive. And when I, you know, it, it, you know, with that particular situation, my first reaction was just, just take a second. And I mean, you know, if, a, if an airplane's going to go down, you know, it's not like the pilot's going to go, well, you know, let's get some coffee and talk about it. Uh, so I don't want to give the wrong idea. Um, but breathe, you know, and, and for me in that situation, it was a, okay, what the F is happening? I, I just need to breathe for a second. And I, I didn't have all day to kick back and breathe, but I did take a few seconds to breathe and just try and evaluate and mm-hmm. figure out, okay, what can I do? What, what can I do? You know, what are my resources? Yeah. Do I have anyone left? Has the whole staff left? Who didn't leave? Okay, for those that who didn't leave, let, let me talk to them. Let me see where they're at. Let me check in with them. Do yeah. they want to stay? If they're going to stay, what can we do? And it was just a, you know, a process of, 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 of basically piecing a company back together that was literally put through a shredder within 30 seconds. I mean, it's, 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 it's unheard of. It doesn't happen, yet it yeah. happened. Um, and, and so that's, that's something you just breathe it. You don't have to breathe for an hour. You don't have to breathe for a day or two. I think far too many people take too long to make decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, but breathe, you know, and, and going back to what you were talking about before, it, it, to me, you know, I'll get, I'll get a little bit biblical on you here. It's, it's an attitude of gratitude. So maybe that's a little bit of a mix of biblical slash Tony Robbins. <laughs> um, amen. Uh, <laughs> 
and and it just you, you have to be grateful for everything you have. And mm-hmm. again, a, a big mistake that people make is that they don't have gratitude. You know, I can tell you, you know, I have a lot of gratitude in my life, even on days where I'm just getting the crap kicked out of me. The fact of the matter is you can get the crap kicked out of you, Hmm. but you're breathing. Yeah. You know, you're breathing. You have air going into your lungs. How cool is that? You know, if you don't have that, it's over. But you have that. And because you have that, you have an opportunity to take yet another breath. Yeah. And do something with that, and and that's it's so important in life. And I, I think in this this hyper intense you know world that we live in, where everything is a big deal, everything. Oh, you know, we've uh, I've got microaggressions. We don't have aggressions anymore. They've gone to <laughs> microaggressions, where everything is a big deal. It's like at the end of the day, if you're yeah. breathing, that's a freaking gift. Love it. Yeah. You don't have to care so much about the other crap. It's not that important. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. Uh, Definitely I mean, being grateful helps with perspective on all the other problems. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we have a daily practice with our team. Like every We have a, a daily huddle that normally 20, 30 minutes. If Fonzie's running, it's like two hours. Not uh, at all. If I'm running, <laughs> it is 10 minutes. I'm sharp. Uh, no. I'm just straight to the point. But we always start with a round of, uh, being thankful, right? Every single person says why they're grateful for that day. And it's, it's a very interesting exercise, right? Because it makes you actually pause and think. And, uh, and it's great. I mean, just today I was driving to the studio and the normal road that I take to the studio, I was completely closed off. And there was like this big car accident where the car was completely bent and they had like the, what the jaws of life, is that what they call like, you know, yeah. five yeah. Uh, five trucks, the cops, everything. And I was like, man, I was very upset because I saw traffic. <laughs> I just saw that episode. I'm grateful that I'm here sitting in my car, breathing, healthy, good. And it's, I'm just going to be five minutes behind to the call that we had with our team. Like, it's not a big deal, like you said, right? Like, it, it's all this perspective. And, and I think that's super important to to uh, to remember, right? A couple seconds, take a deep breath, and think about what are we grateful for today. And yeah, I think that's, that's going to take us to to a very long, uh, to a very good place uh, in many ways. Now, Thomas, I'm, I'm super impressed, obviously, with... As you y- should be. What are you impressed <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, many things, like your confidence, like <laughs> how you piece uh, things together, right? Like we're, we're, we're building this this product called Core Story and, uh, and uh, Buyer's Guide. It's like all, all on the marketing side with the thing. And every time I hear you talk, it's incredible. And then knowing about your businesses and what you've gone through, it's very inspiring. And yeah. just so you know, the notes he has taken here about the jokes. He's like <laughs> minute seven joke about Tony Robbins <laughs> and Bible. <laughs> you see, I can do this on the fly. Just the yeah. <laughs> he he needs to upgrade his dad jokes, that's why. Hey man. Just listen to my podcast more, you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> man, you know, episode eight, this is gonna be like for three hundred episodes plus, just saying. Uh, but one of the things that is that one of the reasons we invited you today, not only because of, of that and obviously your life experience and everything is the company that you're working with today, right? Like the company that you own, Profit Max. And uh, I think as an entrepreneur and content creators, we, we don't think about these things when, you know, we set up our businesses and we do, you know, and you guys do a lot of tax strategy. I'll, I'll let you describe it, how you guys do it. Uh, but our experience, it was like three years in, we have this business, we have some money coming in, and all of a sudden we're like, oh crap, do we have to file taxes? <laughs> What's that? And uh, we were very fortunate that we actually met very early in our journey 
a tax strategist and we got introduced to the concept and everything changed from then and we started seeing our business under different eye and uh, you know you and me we recorded something uh yesterday right a couple of questions and i was like man like this is amazing information for the people that listen to us we haven't talked about this ever and it might sound boring but it's inc you make it way better so go ahead what is the thing that you guys do at profit max and how can people save if not like millions of dollars like in their businesses yeah i mean first of all a little bit of background right so uh, i'm just like you guys i'm just like anyone who's podcasting i mean look i i began podcasting well after i've been in the in the business world but I'm just like the, I'm just like everybody else. You get into this because you got a passion for something. You're gonna do something, and you're gonna make money doing it. And then all of a sudden, at the end of that first year, or maybe the second year or third, depending where you're at, you go, "Oh my God, look at all this money I'm losing!" Right? So then we go out and we go and we get ourselves CPAs because well, we have to because this sucks. Or if you don't, you're literally just an idiot that throws your money away. <laughs> don't take it personal. I mean, in the kindest possible way. Uh, so, so we've all done that. Right. And, and I mean, I learned my lessons in life by making whopping mistakes. Mm. Well, unfortunately my big lesson on this one was that I had a CPA and you would think, well, what's wrong with that? It's not that I had a bad CPA. It's not that I had a CPA that was a shyster or anything like that. Go ahead and use that word twice today. <laughs> uh, and, and I had a very high paid CPA firm, very reputable and every single year, we would get, get, we'd get the word. Oh, you know, you've just made too much money this year. We're going to have to have you go ahead and, and write a $50,000 check. Just, it's, it, it, but, but you got to take a, you're basically giving yourself a bonus from the company. So take a bonus of 50,000, but you have to give it to the government. <laughs> I mean, first of all, <laughs> fuck. Okay. Seriously. I hate that. And, and it happened to me year after year after year because we'd make money. And, and, and so I came across um, uh, my partner who, who brought me into this, um, Stacy. And, you know, she sat me down and she's like, you know, you, you need to get into this. Now, before I partnered with her, I was a client. And, you know, she, let me put it this way. All right. I'm going to sit up for this. This is some intense stuff, right? Get, I'm ready. Get passionate. Right? I'm ready. Yeah, you feel this? All right. <laughs> we all miss it. We're all missing it. And it's right in front of our eyes, and we can't see it. And we can't see it because no one's telling us. Well, guess what? I'm telling you right now, pay the effing attention because I'm going to save you money. And it's mm -hmm. big. We all have our CPAs. And the CPAs do our filing. And then they, 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 what happens is they look in the mirror at everything we've done. Look in the rear view mirror. What did you do last year? Okay, well, we're going to apply this deduction and that deduction and this deduction, and voila, here you go. You're all set. Everything's great. And you think that's okay. And I thought it was okay for years, but the fact of the matter is it's not. Because what you don't realize is that, that same CPA has to do the same thing for hundreds if not thousands of people, so they're only giving you whatever is absolutely completely simple for them to do. As much as they could do, as fast as they could do, because they have too much to do. Mm -hmm. That's problem number one. Problem number two is the fact that I just said it. They're looking in the rear view mirror. So as guys like you are podcasting and you're growing and the money is coming in, and you're getting bigger and bigger, you got more and more viewers and you got more and more content because content is cash and cash is income and, and it all gets taxed, right? Yeah. Well, you're going forward, but the CPA is constant looking, constantly looking at what you're doing or what you did. 
Mm-hmm. Right? They're looking backwards. So the difference is a strategist looks at your taxes, but they also look at what you're doing. What are you doing the next three to five years? What can we do with the tax code? Because the tax code has over 75,000 pages to it, which, by the way, if you're interested, it would take an average human being a very long time to read that. I, I don't know about your listeners, but most human beings can't read that much that fast. So it doesn't matter whether you're a small business owner, whether you're a podcaster, or whether you're a freaking CPA. No one can read 75,000 pages that fast. Yeah. All right? It can take about 14 weeks. Did a study. We know that. All right. So they – they being the strategist, look at what is in the tax code. What is in that 75,000 pages? What can be applied? What can you do now? What can you do next month? What can you, what can you do next year? What are the things that can be done? So that way, when it comes time to do the damn filing, all of these things you did in advance equals you actually paying what your real fair share is. Most people, they hear about this, oh, I uh, pay your fair, pay your fair share. Well, first of all, what the hell is a fair share, number one? Mm. What is it? Well, it's in the tax code. That's where that's where it lies. Your fair share is in the tax code. You are paying your fair share when you are maximizing the tax code. Period. End of story. It's not anything bigger than that. The problem is right now, none of us are paying our fair share. You know, you hear about, oh, those evil Wall Street fat cats and paying their fair share and blah, blah, blah. Well, actually, what they're doing is they're maximizing the tax code. And believe it or not, it's available to everyone. Yeah. It's not just the evil big fat cats on Wall Street and big money guys. They're they're using the tax code. You know what we don't do? We don't maximize the tax code. We are CPA. We go, hey, CPA, do this. Okay, it's done. You feel good. I feel good. Great. Write your check or get your check from the government. Everything's great. Yeah. Congratulations, everyone. I just gave you the red pill. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I, I remember when we were at that event that you were talking about what caused me surprise is pre that event, I always thought of taxes as kind of like a punishment, right? Like, oh, you need to give, you know, your part to the government. And then after that event, what I learned is that the tax code is an incentive, Right, it's an incentive for you to use your profits to again incentivize incentivize you to invest back into the economy and you know help everybody else and then grow your business as well. And it, it really changed that perception. Yeah, I mean, even uh, I remember jumping on a call early in that process, and uh, as content creators, right, like we have a lot of props, we have equipment, we have maybe locations that we have to go shoot for example, right? And uh, everything, because it's, it's done for the company, it can be tax deductible. Even if you do a trip and you record content yeah. on there and you do an ad or you do this. Uh, and it's super interesting because obviously, you know, we started looking at it as not only an investment, but also as an opportunity to maximize the tax code, right? Yeah. In a sense. And and I think that gives us a lot of peace when uh, we're trying to make those decisions and, uh and invest in in those experiences or those things that we got to do, right? So <laughs> we actually, yeah, look at that. Drop the truth and hold on. yeah, he dropped the truth and then his Wi-Fi said no more. I <laughs> think the, it, the, the government's behind it. The government's <laughs> behind it. Literally, as he finished this, his internet connection fell off. We back. Okay. Damn. The government was listening for sure. 
Dude, <laughs> as soon as I said you guys got red, did you even capture the fact that I said I just gave you the red pill? Yeah, that's exactly yeah. when it dropped, and then we Ooh. had we had some comments, <laughs> and then uh, I mean, literally, uh, you know, we, we can literally talk about the fact that I just gave the red pill, and then the freaking network went down. Like that's it, guys. <laughs> out there. They know. <laughs> they know. They want to keep you away from the truth. Uh, Holy crap! As but, soon as that happened, I'm like, no way. Yeah. <laughs> so it looked like it was scripted, but it was not. It yes, was. Let me de- tell you, definitely not. But you know, I I think it's obviously it's it's an incredible resource. What you guys have done, uh, it's bringing that education right to also a lot of entrepreneurs with what you guys are doing with Profit Max, and uh, I think every single person that's listening to this right now, it's uh, you should go contact them. Right, the links are gonna be right below ask all the questions and I'm excited, man. I'm excited for what you guys are going to be doing and, and how many people you guys are going to be helping. We just shared a little bit of some examples on the content side of things where, you know, you can, uh, you can uh, put in trips and uh, as you record the content on those trips, if you, you know, do the ads, if you have the equipment, if you have the props, if you have all these things, everything that's applicable to that. And we've saved thousands of thousands of dollars in our business by following and maximizing the tax code for ourselves. So this is why I feel so passionate about because whenever, you know, in our first like three, four years, those hundreds or thousands of dollars will go a long way in all the things that we needed to do. So uh, every, isn't it? I mean, when you, when you really think about it, yeah, it's astonishing how much you pay and you don't have to, yeah. yeah. Um, and to um, answer a previous question that you kind of like refer to that, you know, since we had a little bit of downtown while, you know, the government was shutting down <laughs> our operation down here. We're back, guys. <laughs> I was doing some quick math with the calculator. It would take about, to the average person, 1,575 hours to read the tax code. That is given if the average person reads about 238 words uh, per minute, and then the average page of a book has 300 pages. So now, remember that does not give you time to look away while wiping your ass. Exactly, <laughs> that <much>. is true. <laughs> or do anything else? Yeah, like triple, right. triple that. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, yeah, at least. But uh, Thomas, is there any last thoughts that you want to share with uh, with the amazing people and family of Content is Profit? You know. Content is profit. It's in the name, right? So you have people that listen to you because they want profit and they make content, right? Absolutely. Right. So if you're listening to this, clearly you should have enough going on in your head that would say, maybe I should at least look at my taxes. Because I'll tell you what, that is one thing that I wish, you know, if I could have, if I could have done anything yeah. different, I, I would have, well, there's probably a lot of things I would do different, but if I could have done anything different uh, going back so many years, that would be one thing I totally would have paid more attention to. Damn. It's, it's a real thing. Um, thank you guys, by the way, for having me on. It was an absolute pleasure to be on your show. I feel like my career has hit a pinnacle. Uh, <laughs> of course. I've been able to join you. Uh, and, uh, and, and I look forward to being on and riffing with you guys again in the future. Cause yes. uh, guy- <laughs> <laughs> no. the government said, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> you guys want to play with us? <laughs> I will. Uh, 
Oh, he's back. He's back. We're back. Oh, I mean, we're fighting. Let's, we're oh. fighting. You know, some the establishment. The establishment. Yeah. You know, the, the establishment does not want this conversation. <laughs> the, what's that, that show that true. we're watching? The but we'll be back. We'll record the other one, the next one in live, to the, see if they can stop us. The the, the magisterium. What's the show that we're watching? Yeah, uh, it's dark materials. <laughs> I know we gotta we gotta watch out. But uh, Thomas, again, I can't thank you enough, man. I cannot wait to see, obviously, like what what we can achieve with you as a creator and and uh, all the people that you're gonna be helping uh, from this point on. So you I'm, know, one, I'm very one, excited. One final one final thought, because because I love you guys and I'm gonna love your audience because I love you guys. So therefore, we have that that connection. You get it. <laughs> uh, Anyone that approaches me from your audience, uh, we'll do a, a discovery call, you know, with you guys. Um, and, uh, and, and, and on top of that, we'll, we'll send you a little something, just a, a little guide as to what to look for when looking for strategists. So I'd be happy to do that. And, and, um, and also don't forget, I do have a podcast that is Brainski Unleashed. It's available wherever you get your podcast. That is Brainski Unleashed, where you get your podcast. It's Please so good. subscribe, listen, hit the like button. Love it. Share it. <laughs> Smash all the buttons in there. Match everything. Yeah, guys, uh, and uh, all you got to do is scroll down. We're going to leave all the links right there below, the yep. link for the call, the link to ask some questions to Thomas. But same thing with us. Right? Uh, this is something that we should pay attention a lot earlier. And when we saw the amount that we were saving, we we're like, oh, boy, we can do a lot of more, uh, give more impact and, and do more things inside of our business by just taking a look, you know, a few hours and uh, and take and taking care of this. So go ahead, take that offer. They don't do it. They don't give it to anyone. So go ahead and undo it. Uh, Fonzie, anything else that you want to add before we head out, Thomas? Before they try to shut us down for the third time. I know, Thomas. I'm happy <laughs> you you've been here sharing your wisdom, your jokes. I appreciate you teaching my brother how to, you know, be funny. And wow. uh, <laughs> and I hope next time we do it, we get to do it in person. You know, get you here in the studio or. Hopefully, in one of your trips, we should record a podcast while you're flying on the plane. That'll be totally epic. Come to your studio. That would be great. Now, it's, a, it's very hard when you fly. If you think getting shut down today was a pain, you try that on an airplane, forget about it. It's, over. <laughs> it's not that good up there. It's like the headlines is they're going to be like, random plane disappears over the Atlantic. <laughs> they were running a podcast out of it. It's like, hmm. Yeah, y'all, Suspicious. I'll, pay, I'll pay the eight bucks for the internet. Oh, great. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. Five minutes. That was a waste. Quick, quick, quick story before we head out. Last flight that we went to Denver, who, who was the guy that we saw? The ex-CIA Oh, yeah, there was agent. a, a uh, ex-CIA agent that has like a podcast and he's huge right now we, online. We saw him waiting and we're like, there's no way this guy's going to be in our plane. And we're like, should we reconsider like uh, taking a different plane because <laughs> he talks all about yeah. conspiracy theories yeah. and stuff we're like he's been in like uh, all the big podcasts like sharing secrets and stuff like that we're like, mm, may, we're like oh, maybe it's a sign yeah maybe it's a sign we should you know rebook you, could, you know depending on the airline you could change your flight for free so. yeah there you there go, go. Yeah. Uh, I think next Hashtag episode is United. yeah <laughs> <laughs> Not sponsored. Uh, <laughs> but anyways. Yeah. Guys, with that said, thank you so much for tuning into the Contents Profit Podcast. Go ahead and follow the show in your favorite podcasting platform and on social media at these bros go. That is right. It's Thomas here helping move one step closer towards your goal. Please don't forget to share this episode and 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 leave a five-star review. See ya. Hi guys.